welcome, 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 welcome to Arab 20s podcast. Um, I just want to say before I begin, I'm going to be way more consistent, everybody. I know I have not been so good this year, but this has not been going on as you, you regular listeners have uh, heard, you know, so um, this is my uh, rebirth uh, time. So um, after going through that horrible breakup, so um, I'm on the, I'm completely rebounded. I feel fantastic. So I'm going to be consistent with giving this, these great messages. So we are going to talk about, as I am single, um, being single over 50 and uh, what's really going on. So I'm not a big fan of statistics, but these are some statistics from the Pew uh, organization. And it was, um, the stats are men in the 50 to 64 age, age group, 27% are single. Men in the 65 plus group are 20, 21% are single. And then for women, 50 to 64 um, age group, 29% are single. And then women in the 65 plus age group, 49% are single. I, I get that for the 65 and older because men die um, sooner. They die, I guess, sooner because of their jobs, health, health-wise, blah, blah, blah. But I wanted to talk about this. And I've got a really good friend of mine um, called Joy, who is joining us. Um, Joy say hello to everybody <laughs> hello hello everyone and joy I've, I've i've really connected with joyce really more so the last year or so and i keep on saying joy is such a deep person and she's such a an amazing communicator and very 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 wise and she's the kind of friend that she's not going to just blatantly tell you you know why you're doing this or that she'll she'll sit back and she will kind of give you the give you the grace and the time to kind of figure stuff out yourself but she's she's not the person that's going to say i told you so so i appreciate that about you joy well thank you thank you and I, we always talk about relationships so so i know that you you'd have a lot to say correct <laughs> <laughs> uh, i guess yeah 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 we always have the conversations i know so i wanted to talk about like especially you we talk about this a lot it's a kind of like when you're going to be going into a relationship because most of us are this I think it becomes a standard don't you think that women are just constantly looking when you're single to meet that person and yes. yes and I think that most of the time one thing I don't think we do is to do the internal work to sort of say am I ready am I ready so I found this, this, this kind of article about um, these tips, there's 10 tips to work on before you go into a relationship, just suggestions. I agree with every one of them. Now, the first one is loving your alone time. What do you think about that? Don't you, I mean, I know we always talk about that. I always tell you constantly how happy I am right now being alone. Yes, yes. Let, let me first begin and say that I, I really want, I really appreciate you having this forum, this mm -hmm. open forum for people to come and talk about this because there's so many people in the world that need healing. Mm -hmm. And since, you know, coming out of this pandemic, people are desperate for something. People are desperate to find some substance, mm -hmm. something concrete. So I really appreciate you being transparent about your journey because mm -hmm. that's rare for someone to do and just let the world know, you know. Right. Uh, as far as a long time, mm -hmm. 
I think it's wonderful. You know, I think it's the time where you can really figure out some things. You know, you're not distracted and you're, you can hear your higher self or God, whoever you believe in, speak to you, come through you. Mm-hmm. Time to be creative. It's just a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting I, getting to know yourself. I think that um, I always say this, right? I never really figured this out. I used to be super uncomfortable with being alone. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, but it's actually your superpower, right? If you can't be with yourself, then why would you convince somebody else to be with you? Mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Why do you feel you were didn't like to be alone? What was the issue? It's because I think it kept me from when you're alone, you're alone with your thoughts, right? And that's the time when you can kind of you can't hide what's really going on. You can't hide how you're really feeling. You can't hide what your situation is. That's when your thoughts become like reality in a way, right? You know? Yes, yes. And uh, I actually have a good friend that she's constantly moving and she does, she's not comfortable just sitting still. Like she's always on the go. Mm. And we talk about this all the time. I told her, you know, there's a reason, it's almost like we run from the truth. We run from ourselves and it's a distraction. Yeah, yes, a big distraction. You know, I just know now my alone time, my, when I'm alone now, my whole being, I'm super calm. Like it's, it's like, it's the first place I want to be, which mm-hmm. is the way it should be. It's the number one place I want to be is with myself. Yeah. Like that's super, that's like amazing, right? <laughs> How long did it take you to get there? It's been this pandemic. Okay. It's kind of like, that's why I okay. say there's a reason, there's a reason for everything. And right, right. Not to go into too much detail, you know, <laughs> this, this person that I was seeing was not available as much, right? Um, the pandemic and I guess whatever else they had going on. And it taught me to, I thought I was being patient, but I guess I kind of was, but I was learning to be by myself because of the situation I was in, which was a blessing in disguise, right? Yes. And I learned all these things that like, here's a good one. I'd love to talk about this one. It's kind of like, we we just, you know how you, they always show on films and, and shows when somebody's single and they say, oh, don't look in my fridge because there's barely anything in the fridge. Yes. Um, because there's this mindset that, well, it's just you. So you shouldn't be cooking. You shouldn't be, you know, it's just because it's just you. Well, it's, I feel the opposite because it's just me. I'm going to cook and I'm going to have a fridge full of food. And I'm <laughs> obsessed with that. Okay. It's because it's me. Right, right, right. Why, why why, wouldn't I do that? That's just so weird. See what I mean? Like, I think we're, deli- I almost feel like society does this on purpose to kind of keep us from being so really the, the best we can be. Because why would you not have food in your fridge? That doesn't make any sense. Right, right, right. Another thing to talk about is number two is keeping jealousy from ruining your relationships. I don't ever think I'm a jealous person. Um I don't think I ever have been. And I think it's because um, I don't know why. I don't know why. I just don't. I never wanted to expend that kind of energy on things like that. You know, I always felt like, um, you know, like, for instance, it's kind of obvious that if you're with a man that 
they're going to look at other women, right? And I think of it as, but they also maybe look at the dog that's walking by, the kid that's walking by, the old, you know, we look at each other. Every All human beings look at each other, period. Right, right. right. Um, and I just don't, I don't ever feel the jealousy thing is not a thing for me, you know, but, and then maybe that's a problem because maybe I'm not aware that, well, another a person I'm with could be jealous and maybe I shouldn't talk about other relationships, you know, because it makes people feel jealous or something. I don't even know. Right, right. I, that's, I find that interesting too, because in relationships, it's always going to be somebody that looks better than your guy. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be somebody that you're attracted to. Always going to be somebody that makes more money than your husband. But, you know, you have to be mature enough not to move on it. That's when adulthood comes in or being just maturity. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I've got steak at home. Why should I mess around with a piece of pork? Yeah, or spam. Know? Or spam. Yeah, or spam, you know. And you just have to realize what am I sacrificing? But it's just always, it's just how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't think I'm a jealous person either. When I look at jealousy, uh, I think we all have a little bit of it in us and some have much more. Mm-hmm. And I think when it, if whenever mine comes up, I always question it. Or like, why am I jealous of this? And mm-hmm. I think being- comfortable with myself eliminates a lot of the jealousy Mm -hmm. you know because nobody can do what I can do for that mate they may do something similar but they can't be as uh we can't be same emotionally together they can't Mm -hmm. be emotionally with that emotionally with that guy the way I can or they can't dress them the way I can you know they can't be me Mm -hmm. So I think uh, eliminating that jealousy is becoming more comfortable with myself. I think that with me, when I think about jealousy, jealousy can come from also you being with somebody that's a poor communicator. Yes. And I don't even know if that's, it's like, if you're not kind of saying things to me, if you're not explaining things to me or, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're, if you're just being kind of hard fast with your communication, Right. Like that that can spurn jealousy. Just be honest. Just 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 say what you gotta say. Don't let my mind go crazy about certain things. So I mean that that to me, if that's what jealousy is, I think that that can maybe I do have a little bit of that, but mm. it doesn't consume me, right? Because now, especially moving forward, I know that communication is a hundred and fifty percent a necessity to be successful in a relationship with me. You know, yeah. I'm not going to tolerate um, n- you know, no communication or like half ass communication, right? You know, like right. at this point, let's be honest. Another one is managing your finances. Um, that's a good one. I don't, I don't, I have a very weird relationship with money and I don't like get caught up in it, but I know that um, I don't necessarily want to be with somebody that's like on the verge of like, um, I don't know, getting evicted. Poverty, yes. Mm-hmm. That's the state of mind. I know, that's the state of mind. Yeah, like you want to, like, I think this goes, this is all the individual choice, right? Individual, like, what appeals to you. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm not going to date a guy that makes this much. I'm not that. I think that's very stupid. 
But I'm talking about right. somebody that's reckless, reckless with money. That's just in a yeah. like why why would you start even date? Like if you're gonna get evicted, or you know why would you even start dating? Like that's weird to me. Like yeah, your your priorities are off. You know? mm-hmm. I agree. And, I agree with that. So that's that's kind of what I think. And then I think too, like don't. Uh, I think the one thing I actually read in the article was. You know, if you start dating somebody and you take them out to some restaurant, you're you're spending like three hundred dollars, and you're doing it every time you get together. Like, you really should be setting expectations because that can't be sustainable unless you have a, an amazing job or whatever. You should be, you know, I think half the half the times you can have with somebody can be just without spending money, in my opinion. So, in other words, you're saying don't start something you can't continue doing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you can even, and you know that you can like go for a walk along the, like in the oh, yeah. sunset, you know, sunset walk, all these things, right? Right. Yes. Yes. Definitely. And here's another one. It's like managing your stress is number four. Like make sure that you're able to manage your stress before you get into a relationship because it's not the person's job to be your therapist. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. I mean, it's not, right? I mean, it's not. I'm, I'll help you. I mean, I'm not saying that, but I don't want to like, I don't want to have to keep doing these long conversations about your mistakes and things that are going on in your life. I just, what about us? Can we talk about us? Can we? Right, right. <laughs> talk about us and uh, us continuing to grow and where mm-hmm. we're going in that relationship. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Even though I think in relationships, I look at relationships as learning more about me through that mm. Mm. Good one, know, yeah. through uh say they do he does something that I don't like and why don't I like this or why is it getting on my nerves mm-hmm. you know so I'm, I'm it's it, it's about me and understanding me mm-hmm. that's really good you know that's that's what I'm saying like that when you what you're saying really should apply to every aspect of your life not yeah. just dating, right? Like, like, why do I get so mad about like this person at work when they do this? Yeah, you know, like you really gotta right. control yourself, your mind. Our minds can be very bad. Our minds are so potentially dangerous. Okay. Yeah. What's that thing? A mind is a dangerous or a terrible thing to waste. A mind is also a dangerous thing. A mind can be a weapon that will destroy you. Okay. Yeah. If you don't, if you yeah. don't keep it in check. Um. That's true. Another one, this is one of my things is about time management. So I have to talk on this. So I was dating somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were consistently late. It was like, if we're going to be going out at like 9 p.m., they're going to show up at 9.30. If, they, okay. if we're going to go out at 10 p.m., you're going to show up at 10.30. It's just disregard for my time. Like, that's bullshit, really. That's kind of like, are you serious? Like, and let me just say this, especially at this age, like it's kind of inappropriate. Like, or if you're going to be late, because I understand you can be late. Could you just let me know? Could you just might not show up and just be so, because it's inappropriate and it's rude, in my opinion. I think it's, I think that means something when somebody puts the effort to be on time. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. It's inconsiderate. It's inappropriate. You know, it's so wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and things happen. Don't just like you said, things happen. But yeah, it's totally inconsistent. But every I mean, time, every time, right. every time. That's yeah. That's a yeah. That's that's not good. 
it's really inappropriate, especially for like a grown man to do that. It's just wrong. So yeah. please, you know, like just a heads up. If anybody out there is, that I, you know, I'm dating, please don't be late consistently, you know, or if you're going to be, please let me know lately of a grown man. Also, okay? I think also it makes me feel like I'm just not that important. Exactly. You know, exactly. Especially if they're like always on time for their friends or appointments or work right. and all this. Yeah. Are you serious? You know, this is, but this isn't that hard, right? It's right. It's, uh, number six is pursue your passions and make them a priority. This is now, I mean, I'm, I'm almost there. This is like become my passion doing this talking, 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 and just me, like, like developing me, developing Cora has become a priority and a passion. And also taking pleasure in very simple but necessary and what I'm going to put this in quotes, luxuries. And when I call, let me tell you what I call luxuries. It's just like, I really like a good body wash. Okay. A nice smelling good body wash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I put a shower, a new shower head on my shower at my apartment that has, um, it takes all the mineral, it takes all the harsh minerals out of the water. Right. So the water's soft. Mm. You know, these, these are the things, the priorities, like this is to me, my passion is me. Growing yeah. my vegetables. And I'm gonna. Do, I, by the way, everybody that that was looking, I did the first video of my my plants, how I planted them. I have to do an update because I'm telling you right now, my greenhouse is amazing, amazing. So oh, just wow. that. yeah, it's awesome. really. I'm so happy. Yeah, <laughs> so happy about that. So that's a priority to me. What about you? What do you think, Joy? Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, just pampering yourself. Period you know, mm-hmm. doing things that you like. I like, I like getting out of nature. Mm. You know, I like going for walks and I'm a tree person. Wow. I like, uh, you know, looking at trees, trees speak to me mm. and feeling just, the energy, you know, walking barefoot in the grass and getting mm-hmm. grounded. You I know. always remember a story you told me about going to see some uh, balloon festival. That, that was that in St. Louis or something. It was something you said. It was about like, I was like, wow, you know? Yeah. I feel like when you are in this mindset of like um, self-improvement, self-growth, self-love, when you've, when you've really kind of doing your work, mm-hmm. I think you become more aligned with nature. I think you, I think there's something therapeutic, like with feeling the sun on your skin yeah feeling like just being at the ocean and just taking in like the ocean is a is a is a moving is a moving piece of perfection right it's just like I don't even know what it is but it's like it just draws me in I could just watch it forever and I I think that all these things to me that's like all to me aligning with your passion just taking joy in those another one is like which is sort of the same thing as becoming self-aware Mm-hmm. that's another note number seven becoming self-aware I'm 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 really it's a weird thing when you when you start to go through this process because you start to see things about yourself and um things you didn't notice before because mm-hmm. one thing I'm gonna admit to I was never able to say well oh, I would do this or I'm like this I've never been I was never able to do that and be consistent mm-hmm. whereas now I, I am because I know myself now. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. Now I know who I am, but I used to envy people that could say that. I would look at them and go, how is it they know that? 
Like, you know how people say on those situations, hey, you know what, if, if, if somebody did this to me, I would do this. Like, I would never be able to answer that. I'd be like, well, what the hell would I do? Wow. Wow. But now, but now I know. And I, now I have the set of rules. Okay, there's a, you know, my set of rules for engaging with me. Mm-hmm. And you honor your opinion. You have an opinion. Yeah. And belief on it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. One of the biggest self-awareness um, kind of key points that I have about myself is I'm really a good person. I'm a kind person. I don't go out pursuing war or, or, or getting into beefs with people. Mm-hmm. And I think that, but when people want to start with me, then, you know, it's over then, you know, it's like, I just, cause it be, it's, it's only because I'm so deliberately peaceful. Yeah. So it's like, if, if you have somebody that's just trying to just coming for you. Right. I mean, that that's a self-awareness and that I know now, like what I'm going to do if somebody does that, it does something because I don't, cause I'm, I don't deserve it. And I mean that I don't deserve it. Nobody deserves it. But I mean, I'm talking for myself, you know, yes. I could never say that before. I always believe that people who are kind and sweet like that, that on the other end of the spectrum, they can be dangerous. Oh, my gosh. A, yeah, it's, just, you know, some, somebody, there's a woman that said that, too. And it's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. Yeah, I'm not um, saying I'm dangerous, but I know that. I, I just know, I know that it is not justified. So you must be a super evil person coming for me because it's like, wh- why, why, <laughs> you know, why, what is going on here, you know? Right. And then um, number eight was um, being unapologetic, unapologetically yourself, mm. which is the kind of the same thing, right? It's like, it's that's I'm a work in progress with that and I think that when you find people that are truly just being themselves that's freedom when you're there you're free Mm. and it's kind of hard to do that in a world where everything is the same you know says trends how to wear your hair Mm. clothes to wear um you know, what style, what kind of shoes you should wear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of hard to do that because you're out of the box. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's like um, when you really realize how you are truly an individual, mm-hmm. like like it's kind of like that that mentality of, like, and I've said this before on the podcast, it's like if somebody has a headache, you don't take a Tylenol for them, right? It's kind mm-hmm. of like, you are your own being and there's no, that's a hundred percent fact that's a hundred percent fact right so if you are well you cannot this is just me I'm like I cannot be affected by other people's thoughts about me right. do you understand I can't yeah. I, sh- I can't be because it's it's me it's not them it's me yeah you, you should understand? not be right mm-hmm. like if I'm affected it's because of me but, but I mean, I just think we got to teach people that. I don't know. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of people are affected by other people's thoughts. You know, those words just penetrate. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, and I'm not saying that words don't hurt me or can't hurt me. I, mean, I get that, but it's kind of like, I've realized that, you know, they say it's like death 
is the great equalizer. Mm. There's, there's not one human who's rich, there's royalty. We're all going on the same path. Everybody's going to die. Right. Nobody escapes that. Mm-mm. And I think that that's when you really, really, really believe that and understand that and understand just how vulnerable everybody is, mm-hmm. then you can be yourself. And then number nine was uh, check your baggage. Mm. do you think how do you feel about that like bringing when people like bringing baggage into a relationship I think a lot of us don't recognize our baggage and I think you know being alone helps you recognize that mm-hmm. and understand I, I hate to get in a relationship when someone tries to put their baggage on me because I, I've gotten baggage enough baggage as must as it is I don't need other people's baggage <laughs> i think you're so right it's like that's kind of like it's the same as i'm not your counselor but i'm not also the person that hurt you right i shouldn't have to pay yeah. for somebody else's sins right yep i agree with that and this is the big one um number 10 is improving your communication skills mm-hmm. that's a hundred percent to me is again a necessity because it's not only about improving them, right? It's that communication is two ways. It's about you being able to speak and also you being able to listen. Yes. Yes. So how do you com- how do you improve your communication skills? Because I really had a problem communicating um, when I was younger. Interesting you're saying that. Mm. What do you mean? You want to expand on that? Sure. Um, you know, I just wasn't a big communicator. My uh, my parents aren't big communicators. You know, um, my father pretty much what he says goes in the household. Um, and just, you know, learning to express your feelings. And I think I got into a relationship and I developed a lot of, well, what do you think about this? And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't really know. You know, so I had to really sit with those thoughts of, huh, what do I think about this? Mm-hmm. How can I express it? You know, how do I express it? And I think just being by myself and reading more and getting to know me helps me to express, you know, what I'm feeling. Yeah, I think that this is just what I think. I think that I know with me, I think it was definitely a feeling of I don't matter. Mm. You know, my voice my voice is not important. Yes. And so um you know, I think remember I told you this great this great point of not what part of the communication process too is being comfortable with being heard. Yes. Yes. Because there's a discomfort that comes when you're when you have not been listened to for a long time all your life maybe and not been kind of just overlooked that when somebody does focus on you to say I want to hear what you have to say that's overwhelming hmm. because you it's a, it becomes almost like a discomfort because it's it's a weird feeling that oh oh, oh you I, actually you right. actually do want to hear what I have to say. And 
then your mind can start playing tricks on you with, okay, I want to say this correctly. I want to be succinct with what I'm saying. I want to be clear. Oh, I hope they're not bored. Um, I hope I'm not like rambling. I mean, all these things, right? Because do, there's a do you feel like, with being heard. Do you feel on the spot, being put on the spot? I don't anymore, but I know that I used to. Okay. You know, I, don't, I used to feel, and I felt like, um, to me, I feel like because I'm confident now with the way I communicate, and, but I'm also, there's also another level that's like, I'm not going to be with anybody anymore that, isn't going to hear me yes because like if if you're not going to hear like what happens is if you're not being heard then you just conform to everything that person wants and everything that person is into and everything that person you know this that person's views because you believe that what you have to bring to the table is not important and so you know i think that the the comfort with the 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 being feeling comfortable with being heard listening and then being able to say what you want to say with ease without feeling like somebody's going to cut you off or somebody's going to just shout you down you know yeah i mean that's on a two-way street in a relationship it's like don't like there's also people that you know when you talk they're just waiting they're just waiting to they're not even hearing what you're saying Mm-hmm. They're just waiting for you to stop talking so they can talk. Yeah, and tear down what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even just, just run over it. Just, just really, it's like they don't even hear what you said to begin with. Right. That's true. That is true. And I think people like that are really insecure. Mm. That's yeah. an insecurity mechanism that they use mm-hmm. to cover up any shortcomings they have that they're trying to hide but you know what like after we're talking about these things right don't you find joy that especially dating at this age it's like (laughs) it's a different animal because people are coming to the table with all the other stuff or like people have lived like if you've made it this far then you bring in all that stuff you know and it's a lot it's really a lot. It is. And I think, you know, we, a lot, everybody comes from broken parents in some form or fashion, everybody. And just dealing with, uh, you know, that brokenness and then dealing with your own bull crap, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, you, usually you don't know what to look for. And my motto is, you know, I'm not looking for um, a companion. I always say, somebody's looking for a companion. They need to go get a dog. I'm I'm not looking for a project. I don't mm. want to be anybody's therapist. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm dealing with my issues as well. I'm looking for a partner. And mm. when I say a partner, I want somebody that's involved in what I'm interested in, and I'm involved in what they're interested in. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. work together. We're coming together. Mm-hmm. You know, we're working on ourselves in our own lives and we're coming together as a unit. Mm-hmm. You know, what I, I've seen, and I, I was talking to you about this, but I want to, people to hear this. It's um, all of a sudden, maybe the last month or so, I'm mm-hmm. seeing relationships, people in relationships that are really good. You know, that like, 
I see people that are just really in love. Like there's a, and I guess I, I don't know if I was seeing it like I, like I, I, I'm seeing it through different eyes because it looks different because now I see like when something isn't healthy, now I see when something is healthy. And I, when you see or hear somebody talking about their partner with such love and respect and such kindness and the way that they treat that partner, it's really something good. It's, it's really, it's it's beautiful. and And the fact that I'm even acting like this about it just shows like how it's kind of been foreign to me. It's like this, this, it's like to, to the concept of having somebody that's so invested in you mm-hmm. that they they do certain things like, you know, are you warm enough? Do you need, you know, I can't even explain it. It's just so basic, but just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Are you warm enough? Do you want something to drink? Are you okay? Right. So they, right. they need to kind of touch you every, I don't know, at least every hour or something, you know, like, oh, if you're together, there's always this need to touch. It's like this, it's a synergy. It's, it's effortless you know mm. this effortless and it's it's beautiful and it, and I don't know I've had this awakening like my god that's what I want I don't want to settle for anything else I don't want to settle because I'd rather be on my own like why why do I need to to have somebody that's neglecting me or not like even considering me like let's just don't I just don't need that you know? right that's not for me right right well, I'm, I'm not seeing that a lot. I'm not seeing a lot of people in love. I'm seeing more people getting divorces, which is so unfortunate. After years of being married, mm-hmm. you know, they've become companions. They've been married 27 years, 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And it's like, but you know, I think I'm, I'm seeing it because I'm maybe because I'm ready to see that. Okay. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yes. Like I, I yes. think that's what I think because it's really like it's I'm, I get quite emotional about it I was watching a show the other day and you know when people talk about it with all sincerity like oh you know this is this is my best friend this is it's just it's just like wow you know yes I feel like I'm on the outside looking in and I'm just right. like that's what it was all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know this consideration and it, that's what I think I kind of feel like we all want that. We do want it. But we don't understand, I think, what it takes to get there. It's all, it is possible to have 100%. 100% of those things. I have that feeling. You know what I mean? Yes. I we got to know, you know, like you said, it, it takes a lot to get it. Yeah. You know, and are you willing to do the same thing as somebody else is willing to do? Mm-hmm. You know, I like, think. I think the other part of this we're going to go into is like when, okay, we, this is what we see too. Like when people eventually get into relationships, mm-hmm. if you haven't done this internal work, you know, you can like, I, this is, this is the analogy that I, and it's like, to me, again, this is so powerful because I've just literally figured this out. Like when you're looking for relationships and you're looking with this intensity of like, like all the love songs, I want somebody to fulfill me. I want you to complete me. I need you to fill my cup. You know, I think that when you when you have that mindset and you meet somebody, you lose your, you can lose yourself. Definitely. Definitely, because you should come with the full cup. Mm-hmm. It's you like, you, it's, it's, it's exactly. You shouldn't have to have someone complete you 
or someone to make you happy. You need to come come happy already. Because mm-hmm. if they if something happens to them, then what you're gonna be unhappy for the rest of your life? <laughs> you got to find your happiness within yourself without them. That's that's why being alone and self-awareness is so good. Mm-hmm. Right. This this one thing I said. If you're in a relationship, right, and you're, um, how do you avoid losing yourself? Again, what we talked about is prioritizing yourself and self-care. You know, I know that, like, if it's, it's really amazing when you're with somebody you're really into and you're having your time together mm-hmm. and you're, you know, you, it's, it's easy to, to kind of want to do that every day and to kind of be in that person's space, right? Especially yeah. if you're already going there with a the deficit where you need this. I need, I need to feel like this all the time. I want you all the time. Mm-hmm. And and I think that it's important for you again to just step step out and 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 reset in your own spot, in your, you know, with you just I don't I just think it's important. I agree. And then, I agree with that. Another thing that this thing says, this article said it said, don't replace this is deep and I never did this. Don't replace I with we. Wow. Mm. Don't replace I with we. Interesting. Because you are individuals, right? And mm. that's kind of like, well, we don't like that. We don't like to go. I mean, I guess people do do that, which is kind of, you know. And then another number three is don't compromise too much. I mean, compromise is good, but when you compromise all the time, that's a loss of self, right? You definitely, yes. Like, I don't really like this kind of music, but I'm going to go every Friday because this is what he likes. Mm-hmm. Like, what's up with that? I mean, people do all kinds of compromising to the point, again, where they lose themselves. And it's just not, it's not, it's not healthy. It's not going to make that relationship. Do you, who do you think compromises the most, women or men? I think, I think women. But I don't want to say that because I, this is what I think. I, I think that's portrayed a lot. I think it goes, I think it, it's, let me tell you, I don't think it's actually based on the sex. I think it's based on the character of the person. Okay. okay. It, it's based on who's the most dominant one in the relationship. And that can be a man or a woman. Okay. And that's what I think. Because I think, I think there's, a, I've seen women. Yeah, I know you have. I know you've seen women that are, <laughs> they're not going to compromise, but they're going to make sure that that man is going to make, they're going to make sure he compromises 150%. Yes. And they're almost terrorizing him. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Another one, number four is keep seeing your friends and family. To me, that this is, I get it. I understand. I've done it. It's bad. It's so mm. bad. Mm. It's because you're caught up in the world with this, this person. And it's like, you know, you just want to be with them. And it's, it's like a, you know what it is? I think, I think this is what I think. I think when people do this stuff, I think you exhaust the relationship. I think relationships would last longer sometimes if people, you know, did a good kind of, um, they, they had different segments of their life set yes. up. Yes. They have their own ind- individual lives and they come together. Yes. Because, you know, and, and I think it, this could jeopardize your relationship because your friends and family can kind of end up resenting your partner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, he's taking her away from us. So she's yeah. she doesn't let him see us anymore. You know, he doesn't have time for his family. Whereas, 
you know, that's, it's just not healthy. I mean, it's just not good. And then I, I, yeah, because I think you get saturated with the person and you, you, it's almost like you kill, you, you, you burn out really quickly. You take all the life out of a relationship quicker than if you didn't do it. I agree. So, yeah. Number five is do the same thing, doing things without your partner. Just this concept that, yeah, I know we always like go to such and such, but I'm going to go with my girlfriends or I'm going to go out with, you know, this, it's okay, right? Some people don't want to do things. And look, I, I'm not judging anybody, okay? We're just trying to help here for advice because you know, you know damn well who you are when I say this. There are some people, they don't ever want to do things without their partner because they're always paranoid that their partner's going to cheat on them. Oh I mean, my true. gosh. <laughs> That's a whole that's a whole nother podcast. But it's true. Yeah, but it's true, right? <laughs> yes. That's based on some insecurities though. But it's but it's but it's so real to them. And they're like, hell no, I'm not gonna let them go out on their own because they're gonna start looking at other people and talking and yeah. That's kind of like it's too much. It's, it is. Just, it's not sustainable. Yeah. And I know people, there's a lot of people like that. Um, number six is have boundaries, meaning, you know, there's certain like kind of non-negotiables, you know, like I told you, my thing is, I just don't want you to keep being late. I understand you can be late, but if you're late a hundred percent of the time, I'm going to lay down boundaries from the start. Like if you want to be late, let me know. I understand right. stuff happens, but that's a boundary for me that you're crossing if you're consistently late. Okay. I, I totally agree with that boundary. I have an issue with, with lateness. What other do you have any other boundaries? Mm, cleanliness. I like Ooh. people to be clean. Now, <laughs> I do not like junky stuff mm. and nasty. I just, I don't, you know, I think cleanliness is next to godliness. Mm. And it starts with your body. Mm. And then- definitely. You know, it definitely branches out because it, it says a lot about you and how you feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. Totally. You know, that's, then, that's a big thing for me. And mm -hmm. then the house and then your environment, the environment that you live in. Oh, you know, and don't, don't get me wrong. You know, everybody has little spaces, their little messy spaces. But, you know, mm -hmm. if you come in, your whole house is a junkie or messy. Mm -hmm. That says a lot about your thinking. About, mm -hmm. you. about you yes yes you know that, that's kind of like I, I don't want to judge people but I'm just saying like you know obviously this is one of my boundaries it's okay for me to have that okay it's okay yeah. and I'm gonna let you know ahead of time you know I don't necessarily want to be like uh if you're a hoarder don't try to carve a space out for me to walk through okay like I'm just not interested okay <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Like it doesn't matter how good looking you are, how wonderful you are. I'm just not going to subscribe to, oh, well, if you just move over here and jump over this here, and then you have to bend over this whole bag of like trash. I'm not yes. doing that. Yes. I'm not I doing that. I dated this guy. He had, um, he would start projects in his house and he would just stop and leave it there. Oh so when I, the first time I went over his house was a mess. And I was like, oh, well, maybe he's just having a bad day. And then I went over there again, it was still, and I was like, no, something's not right. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
but it's it too much all, yeah it was too much just always like that and I understand his mind was like that mm. and it stemmed from his father his father would have a lot of projects and start them and never finish them mm. and leave them there so you know you know it's funny I I always remember the story when I was um, younger and I went out with my sisters and it was England. I remember we went to, we met this guy or whatever, and he had a really nice car, a white sports car. Cool, beautiful. And he's dressed, a good looking guy, you know? It was him and a couple of guys. I remember us going back to his, his, his flat in England. And um, I'm going to tell you this right now. I went to the bathroom. Now, the, it didn't seem too bad. It was a little bit, little bit messy, but I'm thinking, okay, he's a bachelor, whatever. Right. And let me tell you something. When I went to that bathroom, it was horrific. It, oh. was, it was it was like I wanted to run out of there. I was shocked. Wow. And it was almost like, are you seriously telling me that you don't clean your sink? It's full of hair and just black sink. The bath was like a horror story. So I'm saying to myself, well, are you just, just getting, you just you think the bath is just some kind of container you stand in and like, don't even bother to wash. Like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even get it. It was disgusting. Okay. And then he had this nasty, like, um, bath mat that was just, I don't even want to know what was on it. Okay. It was disgusting. Meanwhile, I was kind of like, I would rather, I just said, okay, I need to get the hell out of here. And I remember, like, going back in the living room with my sister sitting there, and I was just like, huh? And then he knew, and he just looked at me and said, Are you doing okay? And I wanted to say, No, are you doing okay? Because you're clearly not okay. You know, this is not okay. Like, can you not see the look on my face that you, this is not okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Surely> not. <laughs> I'm doing the whole, like my, the hand to the throat, like, let's get it, cut it, cut it. Let's get the hell out of here. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter what car you're driving. You are a nasty, nasty man. Right, right, right. Y'all got to think about bathrooms. Oh. I got to think about bathrooms when I visit people's houses and, you know, they pull the curtains. So you can't see the tub. Mm-hmm. So I guess I might as well tell us. I always peep around the curtain to see mm-hmm. the tub. <laughs> well, you know, that's actually a good analogy for the person that you're actually meeting, right? Because that's how you should be do- feeling anyway, because that shows you. If you are living like that, then there's something wrong, right? There's something wrong here. Because that's true, going behind the curtain in their mind, because their mind's messed up. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not... Listen, this is everybody listening to me. It's not okay to live, uh, to have a black, a white bathtub that's covered in black mess. Correct? We can all agree on that. This is not even about being judged. This is like basic stuff. So yeah, I didn't even have the, I didn't even have the desire to like, I don't know, it was just too much. You know, there's these things now on TikTok videos about these people that clean and they're going into people's houses that people are living like this. And I get it. Sometimes it is mental illness. So, and I, I'm telling you, I get it. I really do. I'm not, you know, I, I'm all for people seeking help, you know, yeah. shout out to the mental health providers out there that are trying to help these people. But like, if you know somebody that's living like that, you should advise them and help them. I'm not going to go along with that. Okay. So just head <laughs> that, that, And that leads into, um, number eight is staying true to yourself. Cause that's about being true to the point of like, um act, you know just that I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna pretend that I'm gonna just get in that shower he's a cool man you know what he's cool and attentive and good looking 
Right. And he takes care of me and he's so sweet, but he lives in an infested house. No, yeah. no, I'm not going to do that. And then I, I actually went out of order. Um, I missed number seven, which is communicate. We already talked about communication. That has to be. And you're going to meet people that aren't good communicators, right? There's people that are just quiet. They're just quiet. They're just not going to say anything. And then you've got people that say too much, right? The timing is off. Yes. You know, like, like this is the time for you to start talking about I don't know, like, you know, like, I don't know, we're, we're out at a movie theater. I don't think this is a time you need to start talking about your dog that you just put to sleep or something. I don't know, like communication. It's just the timing. Timing is 100%. And then just to be the one that like dominates everything. Don't dominate the, every situation, and you know? Yes. And then disrespectful communication is absolutely a no-no too, you know? And then don't you think too that there's an issue with like texting, texting or not texting? You know, are you a text mess? Do you text a lot or not? I do text. And uh, when it first started, I didn't like to text at all. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, but I could just say something quickly and don't have to get into a long conversation. I really have a problem with people who text and they want to write books. <laughs> I have major issues with that. It's like, call the person. I, I know people like that. And it's like, mm -mm, no, I, I look at a text as being something short and sweet. And, mm -hmm. you know, hey, I'm going to be there at this time. I'm running late. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, there we go. <laughs> a, short, a short and sweet text or meet me here, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, I like texting though. But not books, yeah. Just, yeah. just short and sweet stuff. But, but don't you also think that um, when you text people too, like there's a, almost like an etiquette to it too, right? Like, look, if I text you, just like, and you you can't answer, just let me know. Could you just? Oh let me my know? God, yes. Texting etiquette, yes. <laughs> I hate it when people text me or I text them, and then I don't hear from them the next till the next day. It's too much. That's it's like, too much. like, could you just like, I know, it's, I just don't like that. And it's inappropriate. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know if there's a conversation that's said ahead of time about text messages. And, you know, like, I like a telephone call too. I like to like, especially if you're just getting to know somebody. And I, I think that's so important. You know, like, are you, do, do you text or not? You know, if, or if even if you don't, if I text you, could you just tell me yes or no? Right. Don't tell me. Don't just look at it and then just put it in your pocket. That's inappropriate. I agree. Yeah. And even I, the whole, even even the cell phone etiquette too is kind of like, this is I'm everybody that knows me knows I'm too much into my phone, and I admit it. I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> but I know that, like, I know that when I'm with somebody, if I'm on a date, I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm not. You know, I think that's really key. You know, I'm not like I think that's super rude. Yeah. Like if you're just if you're like with somebody on a date and the person's in their phone, that just shows you to me like it's disrespectful and clearly the date isn't going that great. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I agree. One thing I wanted to talk about with you, I kind of did this the other way around that I normally do is, you know, the reason why I started to do the podcast was I've 
been on this journey since I got divorced and um, just kind of been out in the world, right? So it was like six years post-divorce, dating, moving, going to different cities, meeting all these people and the people are impacting my life. And you're one of the people that's really impacted my life. And I met you through a friend and now you've become a friend. And I, I think that um, one of the things I do with this, I told you is like ask people about themselves and we should do this the opposite way because we went right into this. But tell me, tell, I know that, I know that, tell me what, tell me a bit about you, Joy. Like what makes you happy? What is it, you know, that may, keeps you going or whatever? It what are your- going. I think what keeps me going is definitely being out of nature, taking mm-hmm. a walk, having my my me time. Mm-hmm. I enjoy pampering myself, doing going to steams and saunas, getting massages, uh, treating myself, dating mm-hmm. myself. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, reading a good book, sitting down, reading a good book, uh, watching videos, you know, just enjoying me. I really mm-hmm. like that. That makes me happy. I like exercise, like riding my bike. Nice. I really, I'm getting into this bike thing now. I really like riding really? my bike and just feel so free. When I was Ooh. younger, when I was younger in my 20s, um, I used to skate all the time and I loved to skate. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been skating in years, uh, but I just felt so free and I felt so happy when I was skating. Mm-hmm. So um, I like to do a lot of active activities. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking a dance class. I'm really enjoying that and getting what? out riding, riding my bike. Yeah. What kind of dance class? I'm taking a line dance class. It's so oh, how cool! So fun. Oh my god! Wow. You see, you're just really having a time of your life. Do you think that this is maybe the best time of your life right now? Yeah, I probably could say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you say to the younger Joy? Like, if you could go back in time, what would you say? Uh, don't be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Relax, relax more. Don't take uh, people's opinions about you so personal. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because it's it's yeah. just not it's just not that serious. Mm. It's just not that serious. And then what do you, what, how do you think the pandemic affected you? Do you think it did affect you or? I think, uh, let's see, how would I say the pandemic affected me? I think it affected me in a way where I took myself totally out of society, just mentally. Mm. And it was so interesting watching people react to it. Mm-hmm. It's, um, how people react to it. I remember, I think it was the eighties when they had the gas rationing. Mm-hmm. You remember? I don't know if you remember that. But yeah, I was, so I mean, I wasn't here, but I mean, I right. I, I heard it on TV. Well, I was in Atlanta, and mm-hmm. I worked an overnight shift, so I really didn't have to have gas the way people had to have the times that people had to have gas. You know, I could get gas when mm-hmm. people weren't there. But there were long lines and people were fighting and arguing over gas. And I would just drive by and say, wow. Wow. That's kind of how I looked at this pandemic and how people be walking down the street and you by yourself mm-hmm. and you're wearing, a, you're wearing a mask. Wow. I'm like, man, isn't that something how people can be so programmed? Mm-hmm. 
Mm. People yeah. driving in their car by themselves and they got a <laughs> mask on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. man, that's really deep. So I took myself out of it and I just watched everything around me and how people were um, entertaining things and, and watching the news. And I was like, man, this is, and I and all along, I was out at the park riding my bike. Are you serious? Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, this is really interesting. So it was good for you. So it was really a positive thing for you, just more of a, you know, observation kind of thing, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. It helped me to get into understanding I'm an individual thinker. I don't need anybody to think for me. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's been real eye-opening i like to hear people's opinions about it mm-hmm. you know i mean you i can't ever see you being conforming and <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you you i can't you know i can't see that and i know that i would even though i was in the thick of things i didn't really um i just i just changed i just changed me i just took it as a time to change me change myself you know so how did it affect you? Were you one of those riding around in your car with your mask on? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. It just affected, what it changed me, I told you, is to be be comfortable with myself. And I kind of realized, I didn't know at the time, like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. But I was in a pandemic relationship, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes. And yes. so that, that, that the, like, like people, I would love to do a series on relationships in the pandemic because relationships were formed mm. they were they, they were broken yeah they they post-pandemic were formed were broken mm-hmm. and um people came out of it people used the pandemic either to 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 create more pain to be in pain to p- create joy but so much has happened, right? Like it's like we've all made history, and I really, I just don't even know if we're gonna see the real results of this. Maybe ten years from now, we'll talk about it and we'll say, you know, oh, it's a shift in humanity because of all this, you know, like yeah. the kids in school, yeah. the the way that we. I don't even know families. Families, a lot of families suffered. A lot of families didn't make it. Did some yeah. made it? Some got stronger. Some got weaker. You know. A lot of jobs were lost. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one thing I'm very blessed. I work from home, so it it didn't affect any of that, which was, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just such a blessing. I'm like, wow. You know, it's just like God just carried me through this. And it's like, okay, just look and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's- so do you think that, so you don't have any, do you have any regrets at all with your life now when you look back? Usually I don't. However, I said there is one regret that I, one thing that I really regret. And that? that one thing is, well, first of all, let me back up and say, I don't, didn't have any regrets because I always learned from whatever happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I said, I think there's one thing that I regret and that, that is that I don't, fo- I, I never really focused on one thing. Mm you know, like career-wise, I've always been a person that, that can do multiple things. Wow. And That's like, a good you know, thing. 
you know, it, it has its advantages and disadvantages. You know, like mm -hmm. some people come, I have a cousin and she, when we grew up, she said, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to make a lot of money. And she's a doctor now. Wow. You know, she focused, she really focused on something that she really, and got into and she, you know, she, she likes it. She enjoys it. Mm. But I've never had anything concrete that I could just really zoom in on and say, okay, I could do this for the rest of my life. It's as Why do you think I, that is? I don't know. I don't know. And even to this day, I don't. You know, hmm. it's it's really interesting. I just like doing a lot of different things. But it hasn't been detrimental for you. Oh, I mean, definitely not. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. No, no, definitely not. I just regret not maybe finding some career that I really, you know, I when I was little, I used to want to be a respiratory therapist. Oh, wow. And um, I've tried to pursue it for several times. And for some reason, I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. and just out of some strange and I said okay I guess I'm not supposed but I don't regret it you mm -hmm. know sometimes I used to think I should have been a dentist oh wow because I love picking at things I love scraping things mm -hmm. you know and dentists like you know they scrape their teeth and I like teeth mm -hmm. that's, that's the first okay. thing I recognize on the person is their teeth mm -hmm. so but I don't regret it I said you know I guess it's just one of my path yeah because, I mean, I think that you're, to me, you're just so grounded, you know, and you're you're just so wise, you know, and I don't think you get that if you haven't been, you know, through things and, and lived such a varied life, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that, I know that's how I feel. I, I know that because of everything I've been through, and I'm still going through, that I'm living the life that I want to live. You know, I'm living now the life I was supposed to live. Like everything that happened is supposed to happen, right? For me, to me. Yes. Know? Nothing's coincident. Nothing's by accident. Yeah. Yes. And it's, and it's, and it's, I really hope that, um, I know we're going to do this again. I wanted to do this same kind of somewhat of a different format with some other people. Cause I wanted to, I have some other people I wanted to talk with, you know, women different generations a lady that's in her 20s 30s and 40s 50s 60s and just to kind of have a, a talk you know about as women you know how our journey in life is is affected by so many things you know yes and you know sometimes i think our regrets can be pearls of wisdom true pearls of wisdom true keys of keys to peace for a younger person um because I think that that's one thing I think about people, young people this day and age, they have access to things that we never had. There's conversations that are being had that we never were privy to or, or even began to think about when we were younger. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Right. If somebody had told me when I was 21 or 18, 19 about self-love, I wouldn't have known what they, talk, they were talking about. Mm -hmm. I had no clue. Like nobody was talking about that stuff. Right, right, right. I mean, and then and and maybe the people that were talking about it, I just didn't have access. The internet has made access to people that you wouldn't normally meet or talk to. Mm -hmm. It's brought the world closer. And uh, I have all those side theories about that because I always think, as human beings, we were designed like growing. You know, like if you go back to the, you know, I don't know the 
Neanderthal man or just Stone Age man, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Like we're used to like living in village with a group of people and you that that is your world. There's people that 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 like maybe in the Amazon, they just are with those people and they don't see anybody else from outside or another country. Like they just live and die in that world. Yeah. But the, but the world has become smaller because of the internet. And I think that we now, I, I think people, it's, it's kind of changed the, the evolution of, of humans. And I don't know if it's, some ways it's for the good, in some ways it's for the bad, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a person has to be open to, to it as well. You know, mm-hmm. everything is in timing. You know, mm. and everybody gets that gets on their journey at different times because mm-hmm. you know, think about it when you were married and people someone came to you and talked about self-love do you think you would have gravitated to a thing absolutely not I didn't get it yeah yeah I didn't get it like I've never I never I'm telling you this is so recent for me it's only been a few months and be honest with you I, I didn't really just that concept, but then, but, but it's because I didn't do the internal work. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why, like I'm, I'm telling you, there's a reason why, like if you don't know that's the way love should be, we all learn our own way to love, right? And it's like, it's like talking to somebody in a foreign language, you know, like you can keep saying it to me in Chinese, the same sentence, but if I don't understand it, I don't understand it. Right. Right. Or if it's not That's time. It. Yes, it's mm-hmm. not time. Yes. Oh, it's about, it's the internal, it's like, it's like taking the pause and really looking at, taking the time for yourself. And I'm telling you this right now. That's why the pandemic was good for me. Because if it wasn't the pandemic, I would never have probably taken the time and really seen things the way I saw things. Because I was in my groove. I was in the routine, right? Yes, yes. And it's like, because of the, because of the pandemic, I don't have an obsession with money. I don't have an obsession with time. Like, it's just a a pure joy of the moment, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's all we have is now. Well, because if you think about it, I've wasted years worrying about being being, um, suppressed by the past and then being fearful of the future. Mm -hmm. What's going on in the meantime? What am I doing in that time? What am I doing in that present time? Right, right. And then I just kind of, I want to kind of end this with something. I'm into that, this guy. I'm going to send you it too, by the way. And I put it on my uh, Instagram today, mm-hmm. that Jordan B. Peterson, um, when he, he talked about um, how you basically, and I, and I told you this, it was just ironic that he said it. He said um, that you have to go through, to get, to get through any kind of tragedy or, or any kind of pain, you have to almost go through chaos in a sense. One of the things he brought up was we have to go through suffering to to be to be better, to end suffering. You know? Yes. Yes. That, I, I think that's the process. And that's what we run from. Mm-hmm. And we've been taught to run from it. We've been taught to run from it. And it's not that is the transformation. That's the transformation to go to lean into it. You know, so that that's what we, that's what I want everybody to do. And I I want to say too to people that send me messages, I really appreciate it. I love that you listen to the podcast, and I I love that you love it, and I I appreciate you listening. And um, I really we're gonna do a couple more. I'm gonna do a couple of lives so that people can interact because 
I really think that this is a special time and it's a special, it's a privilege for me to even be able to want to do this, to, to be to be caught up in this. You know, this is something I never dreamed of. So, and I really appreciate you, Joy, joining me today. You know, this is one of our many conversations as we always have for hours. And, uh, <laughs> yes, it is. I, I really appreciate you uh, convincing me, finally convincing me to do this because, you know, I've been apprehensive. Well, this is going to be the first of many. Okay. Um, I really I welcome that. that. I Good. welcome that. Yes. Good. Good. And so I just want everybody to say again, once again, thank you for listening. And um, I know, Joy, if you want to say goodbye to everybody that's listening. Yes. Thank you so much. And mm-hmm. I welcome uh, the, the coming opportunities of this podcast. Of course. Take care. And stay tuned to Arab 20.